Hey you, thanks for tapping into another episode of an Untapped CAG podcast where we explore different perspectives of sobriety and mental health so that you can take something, implement it into your own life, where we believe there's only one right way to get sober, and that's the way that works for you. I'm RJ Zimmerman, and today I'm very excited to be joined by my fellow This Naked Mind certified coach and owner of Coaching Sweden, Marcus Widblum. How are you doing today? Marcus. I'm doing fine, RJ. Thanks. Thanks for the introduction. It's it's really cool how through this coaching process, you know, you meet people from all over the world and how similar our stories really are. So could you give us a little bit of background into, you know, who Marcus is and how you came to coaching? Yeah, definitely. Um, So my name is uh, Marcus. I'm uh, 39 years old now, and I live in, in Sweden, in Malmö, in the south of Sweden, with my family. I have a wife and two kids. And my sort of my journey with alcohol, I guess, started when I when I was when I was a kid. As a, for for most people, like watching my parents um, drink at parties, growing up around alcohol, um, and just noticing myself getting i remember like being pretty curious about it and seeing how it um how it affected people and how they seemed to have so much fun and and as a kid you just want to the only thing you want to do is to grow up right so and sort of like growing up like that viewing the adults doing uh, and also like older friends or neighbors kids as well like uh, doing the things you want to you want to do the same thing like it's exciting it's new it's it's uh forbidden and uh, do do anything you can to get like your foot in the door of the adult world basically so that was sort of my launch pad and then i guess when i like i'm not gonna say started drinking but my my first drink was uh for real, like my first real drink. I guess I had a sip or something when I was 10, I don't know. But otherwise, like when it started for real, like I think I was around maybe 13, 14-ish. Um, and I was uh, in, in in high school in uh, in Sweden. It's called Högstadiet. Uh, and it was just the excitement of it all like stealing booze from your parents and 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 mixing these weird like disgusting mixes i remember once we mixed it with milk and it was just disgusting but we drank it anyway just because like, oh goodness the thing we had <laughs> <laughs> and i remember my best friend he once he he texted me and said like i i i stole a whole bottle of um glug from my parents and glug is like a I don't know if you know what it is, but like a Christmas drink. So it's like very, very sweet wine. Uh, it, and it tastes like, it's like German glue wine, but but like sweeter. Okay. So I stole that and we drank. I think he threw up on, on that and like all over. We were, went to a bowling alley or something and he threw up all over the bathroom in there. Anyway, that's like those are the like kind of experiences that started it all. And And I think for me, the main thing was that I, I felt that when when like apart from the the it, the thing being 
very exciting, like doing forbidden things and sneaking out, all of that, the big rush. Like, but apart from that, it I think that alcohol allowed me to be get over myself, like get over my sense of uh, social anxiety, uh, getting over like allowing like having the guts to talk to people and to just like put my arm around girls and and talk to them or or whatever like not be afraid to go to a party or, or something like that yeah yeah so so that's like um that's where it started and then it just basically kept going like that um throughout uh school the rest of school and then university as well um like i remember when i started university i was like my my focus was when is because we we all this we have this initiation period uh, I, and I bet you guys do too but in, yep. in, in Sweden it's uh it's like two or three weeks uh, at least when you like studying a a, a longer program yeah uh, of of just initiation and there's a lot of drinking involved and I remember like that was that was sort of the main thing that I was looking for like partying and doing that initiation and just like going all in staying up all night. And I sort of now, when I look back at it, I, I realized that uh, I everybody didn't do it like that. <laughs> but for, right. for me, it felt like that's the way you do it, right? Some yep. people came there then, and they had never had a drink in their life almost. And I was like, well, is this it? Can't we do more? Like, can't we stay up later? Can't we drink more? And so on. So, yeah. And then, um, you know, did a bunch of stuff after that went to Australia for six months with two friends. We just, I think we parted every day, basically. Um, and then I sort of into the real adult life with with job and jobs. And I got my first job and I met my girlfriend, who, who's now my wife. And the drinking sort of changed a little bit, but it changed more towards like social interactions like dinners and, and having wine and like yeah more, more upscale more uh <laughs> fancier <laughs> fancier yeah um so and that was fine i guess and then um and then just like um then i had uh i had two kids as i said and when my first kid came um i was around 30 um things changed again but because we moved uh, from that, we, we lived in Stockholm at that time, like the capital of Sweden. Uh, and then we moved to to where we live now in Malmö. Uh, so we moved sort of away from from most of the social life that we had, and 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 we bought a house and we started a family. And so this all new era started. Uh, but I was sort of back in my mindset. I was back in the old era where. You know, I wanted to live for myself. I wanted to continue partying. And every time I drank, I wanted to drink more. Um, so, like, drinking became an excuse. Like, like, socializing or inviting people or, like, meeting new people became an excuse for, like, drinking. Um, so that's also something that I've noticed now that I think I socialized just because I could that would allow me to 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 drink, so it 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 just started escalating from there, and um, a lot of mornings, um, waking up with a with anxiety, um, 
feeling that I I need to make a change in something. I don't know how or what, but I need to like cut down or do something about this. So I started trying different things, uh, just control myself. Uh, I had an app that, where you could like register how many drinks you had and, and at what times. And then you could see like, and my goal was to not go, first I had a goal of not drinking more than for example, four. And then I had a goal of like, okay, I can drink as many as I want, as long as I stay under this, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, alcohol blood alcohol uh level. Uh, blood alcohol level yeah yeah so as long as i stay under whatever it was uh i'm fine uh and all of those things like worked a couple of times and then they didn't and then i was just like Ugh, i don't know what to do um so i sort of i don't i'm not sure my drinking escalated but my anxiety about it escalated uh and my my will to do something about it uh increased so there was sort of a breaking point somewhere where I was like, I was, I, I remember I was going to my friends, he was getting married and he had a, a bunch of his friends set up a bachelor party at um, somewhere where they were going to fly to Ibiza or something like that. And I was like, okay, I know I don't want to do this because I know how I'm going to feel. I, I know what I'm going to do when I get there and I know how I'm going to feel about it. And I know how shitty I'm going to feel and the amount of anxiety I'm going to have. Uh, so I don't want to do it, but I don't know how to say no. I don't know how to not do it. So that's when I basically just, uh, I wrote to them. I remember I wrote to them on Facebook in this Facebook group. And I just said, um, I made an, up an excuse that, um, I think I said I had an ear infection or something. Um, I already, the trip was already paid for, but I managed to get out of that. I'm mixing it up because the, the thing I was thinking about was the time when I was supposed to uh, arrange like a trip with my friends. And then I sort of set everything up. I made a Facebook group. I, I did planning. And then everybody was just waiting for, okay, so when is the go time? And then I was like, okay, I can't do this. So I, I messaged them on Facebook and I said like, guys, I this is this alcohol thing isn't isn't working for me. It's not it's it's making me feel too bad. I can't do this. I'm sorry. I think I have a problem or something like that. I wish I had saved that message or text because I know that was sort of like a some sort of a, a of a shift for me when I actually told somebody I think I have I think this is a problem for me. Yeah. Um, so and but that in itself didn't actually allow me to stop um it was all a lot of back and forth after that uh, what 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 i would say was like when the shifting moment for me was um when i was i was on a trip with my family uh and and i just uh it was like this all-inclusive hotel and free drinks and everything and one day at my 35th birthday uh i was like I, I wasn't very like hungover or anything. I was just like, I, I need to find like another way to do this because what I've been trying obviously hasn't worked. So I started Googling. I started like looking for alternatives. So I, I started finding like all, all these books that people have written about the, the Quitlet books. I didn't know that was a thing before. Right. And I started reading and I read like Catherine Grace, uh, Unexpected Joy of uh, Being Sober. And that opened up something for me. 
it opened up the curiosity that there could be something else. Uh, the, the the question in my head, like, what am I missing? Yeah. Uh, actually, what am I missing by drinking? Uh, and not what am I m missing if I uh, don't drink? So yeah, mm. and and um, and then I think I I get follow the Quitlet Trail, uh, and and one day I found this Naked Mind book, uh, and and that was also like a shift because that resonated a lot for me. Uh, so I think that was back in twenty nineteen or something like that, uh, maybe twenty twenty. Uh, early and then it was a long time of on and off it was like uh what we call the data points uh, yep. in, in the coaching um I, I i had like when i when i when i took alcohol away uh i i thought that everything i thought that life would be amazing after a while because that's what all the books said yeah so, and, and i didn't feel that i just felt shittier <laughs> so uh that was my experience with it and and then i just it, the whole journey started of trying to find out why am i feeling like this now uh i i i, I jumped between three different things like trying to find out what was wrong with my life and i jumped between is it my is it my job is it my uh, marriage or is it that i should be drinking basically <laughs> Wait, what should i do something like in either of these areas and one week it was the job and one week it was the relationship and one week it was uh to go back to drinking mm -hmm. and um and i i i'm i'm trying to um think about what actually happened after that but but i i sort of like i i I went into a, you might call it a depression or something. Like I, I quit my job. I, uh, I had like a, a thing explode with my marriage. Was still married, but it was a, a sort of a thing happened there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and um, and I went into a, like a depression and uh, didn't have a job. I didn't know really what to do and no direction and and. Uh, then uh, I found this this uh, coaching certification, this Naked Mind, uh, and 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 that got me really interested in in. Uh, well, uh, I was interested before in like um, working on myself, so to speak, like uh, personal development. Uh, spirituality came into my life like uh, a couple of years before that, so that interest started growing more and more and I, and I was just trying to find a way of how could I live that uh, interest because I was working as a programmer or a consultant um, I had my own company and that wasn't that fit, didn't feel at all like in line with how I felt inside so I was looking for like how can I do the work uh, and, and and at the same time like work on myself <laughs> right how can I do the work as my work <laughs> yeah exactly and then i and then just the the coaching thing just um came to me uh in my inbox somehow and and uh i i immediately felt that this um i'm not gonna say that that's the thing that like i i don't really believe in that you have to change something like that to feel good uh 
but at the same time I know that's what got me into the path of learning how I can uh, make myself feel better like the tools yeah. and, and the knowledge of, of everything like that so I, I could have found that out otherwise as well I guess uh, without changing everything but uh, I'm, I'm very happy that I did regardless um, and that's there's a lot to work with there and I think your story is you know it's unique to yourself but it's one that a lot of people can connect with and one thing that you mentioned that is is something that I find like in my own story so many other stories when you stop drinking and you you're everything's supposed to get better but it doesn't so you start to look at everything in your life that is carrying through that has to be the problem or it has to be the fact that I stopped drinking or it has to be you know the external the job the marriage or it's because I stopped drinking and we leave out what the real is because we don't want to look at it which is ourselves yeah we don't want to look at it or and we don't know how to look at it yes absolutely yes that is that's a even better way of looking at it is we don't see that that is an option and mm. it turns out that that is the option that is the truth what is the thing that's going through in my job what's the thing that's going through in my relationships what's the thing that's you know that's carrying through all of these oh shit it's me damn it <laughs> common denominator <laughs> absolutely yeah. uh when you started working on yourself you know what was what was the moment if there was one where you just got this this aha of I actually found what I've been looking for. I think it was when I started reading Byron Katie's stuff. Okay. Um, um, the book, what's it called? I have it here somewhere. Li uh, Loving What Is. Um, I don't know if you've read it. No. Or are you fami famili familiar with Byron Katie? I am familiar with Byron Katie, but I haven't read any of her stuff. I've seen like some social media and mm. like the way that she looks at the world is awesome. It's amazing. But for those who don't, don't know, could you, you know, give a little bit about Byron Katie? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and, um, she had, uh, like a very interesting life. She, I think she led like a very successful was a successful so to speak like in, in air quotes uh life where she i'm not i don't remember exactly what she did but but she was successful and in, in, in real estate or something and she made she made money and she had a family and kids and a husband and everything uh but she just noticed that she was getting more and more and more depressed uh as as it the, the more money she made the more like um uh, the more successful she got basically the more depressed she got and she just uh it, it got so bad that in the end she couldn't leave her um to work from her bedroom and she couldn't leave her bed or her bedroom she would just she was just working from there because everything else was just crappy and shitty uh and 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 she was screaming at the kids and the husband and a real like a real big case of of depression you might say um, and then I think that she just, uh, 
one day woke up on the floor not knowing what happened uh this is her story uh and 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 in that it was sort of like a, a an awakening i guess it was an awakening uh for her uh, and 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 she realized then and there that uh the only one who can change how i feel is me and the only one who's making me depressed is me it's my thoughts it's the thoughts about i have about everybody else um and 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 from that she sort of developed this method of working on your thoughts that's called the work uh and it's it's a way of it's a structured way of looking at uh, your thoughts about the world about others and how you can turn those around and start questioning yourself instead so so she yeah. started the whole turnaround thing <laughs> <laughs> and that's that is it, you know the change of perspective that you gain um something like in my 20s that I always said was I was not going to become that jaded adult that you see. I wasn't going to be that bitter person. And I wasn't to everybody else, but I was to myself. And yeah. when I realized that, you know, that was a powerful moment. Like I said, I wasn't going to be this. And now that I am, why am I that? Because I let it happen. That was, yeah. that was the truth. That was it. To make it simple. doesn't mean that it's easy, but to simplify, okay, I allowed it. Now what? Yeah. Allowed it through ignorance. Yeah. Of, of like not self-inflicted, but like general, we are, generally we are ignorant to uh, our thoughts and, and how, how our psyche works. Uh, it's not something you learn in school. I actually wrote a, like a newsletter today about the, the fact that why isn't it that you learn um, why is it that you learn physical health and you learn maths and, and physics and English or whatever in school, but you don't learn how to take care of your own mind. And that's the most important thing. Yeah. Why don't we have something about that? It it goes to emotions too. Like they, they teach us about happy and mad and sad, but that's it. That's all you really learn about emotions. And I, you know, and it's like, it goes along with the, you know, the mental health, the, the brain, how all of this interacts and yep. just what, what are we doing? <laughs> well, I, I don't know that yet, but <laughs> Well, yeah, right. <laughs> but it just, it is one of those things that, you know, they teach you, we call it home economics here, right? Where taking care of the household, the, the laundry, the cooking, things like that, which is great. It's great to know those things. But why are we not, like you said, having an understanding of taking care of yourself along yeah. with that? And we sort of have half that. We have like, you should take care of your physical body. You should eat eat right. right. You should exercise right. But we don't have the, we don't still don't recognize in in the in at least at least in our Western uh, culture 
that the, the mind and body is 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 connected and it's really not two different things at all uh, but we still tend to view them as that absolutely it's it's the chicken and the egg right it's it's that age-old question about which comes first but why does it matter one being out of line affects the other and vice versa and so when you take care of both and you understand the symbiosis there it leads to the inspiration and the motivation instead of feeling like that void that there's something different you feel that change that is necessary that change that is needed yeah and i i think we have we have a lot to learn there from uh eastern yes. culture and and um more spiritual cultures and, and ways of looking at things uh india for example or, or china even and yeah. But, yeah i've and i've really that's something that i've since uh Brene brown's atlas of the heart since i read that and it's been so massive i talk about it all the time people are probably sick of hearing me talk about it but listen read it and then tell me that you don't talk about it all the time. I have read when, it actually. So no, <laughs> it's on my to read list. It, it is legitimately like the dictionary for emotions. It's, it's incredible. And at the end of it, she talks about the Buddhist principle of near enemies, which is basically the idea that you have total opposites, right? The opposite of love is hate. But you also have near enemies of love, things that look like they would be love, but they really erode and work against that love. And the near enemy of love is control. You mm. try to control because you want to make that person happy. But when you control, you create trust issues. You don't let that person be that person. You try to, and how much that erodes that one thing. And it was just like, whoa. This is incredible. And I started looking into these Buddhist principles, these, you know, the Hindu yoga, a lot of these ideas that, and the, you know, the um, Taoist, the middle way, things like that, how they reflect so much that we understand. And now you have science confirming, oh, these actually make sense scientifically. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, what have we, what have we been doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's true they they like things they've been saying for a long time about um how the universe works and energy and everything like that it's just like even before we we had uh technology to 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 view the atoms and and uh particles and there were um thousands of years ago uh indian philosophers and, and scientists and so forth that that already said like this is the way it works and it's good that that we can like that's i think that's a really exciting area where um religion or spirituality it maybe it's a better word for it uh meets science um where yeah. they can like as you said like com confirm the things that these guys have been saying and it's good because it, it, it's op it opens it up yes and that's what i was going to say like it opens people's minds who have otherwise been closed off this guy, and for those listening, I'm pointing at myself being one of them, 
with some of it because if it's it's hard to grasp. That's also a reason why I love Brene Brown too, is her ability to take these concepts that are really complex and to simplify them in a manner that can be digested by a simple person like myself. It really helps to, um, you know, move through, uh, move through that closed door that's in your mind to be like, oh, this could be a possibility. Maybe it is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and when you open that door that everything's possible, it's difficult to close it. Yes, it is. It because absolutely you become is. Very, you become very <laughs> uh, curious and accepting to. Um, it's 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 a, it's a really like a good thing um, if you don't go too much into it, like in being too naive. I mean, you have to also like balance it with. Uh, a bit of common sense and yeah yeah you know that's the I've really been talking with one of my good friends about discernment right and that's kind of what it means when you break it down it's just being able to see the possibilities see the optimism but then being realistic about what you can actually do and what you can see like the outcome that could actually happen with you controlling what you can control. So, you know, not falling into just that optimistic, hopeful naivete, but also being able to, to understand what you can control and then allowing that to it, whatever happens around it happens around it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Like, um, but uh, so, so like, just if we go back back to your question there about what what was the thing that um, started this this shift for me? Um, I'd say like, uh, as I said, like Byron Katie's the work got me opened my eyes to the fact that I have the possibility or I have the, the, the control to, to affect my own thinking and thereby affect my own well-being, mental well-being. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you get that experience or realization, uh, something, something in you shifts and, and something happens and, 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 and you're, you become a more open person when you realize that, wait a minute, I, I do have, control over how I feel it's 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 everything comes down to how I how I interpret the world and how I interpret events and it's not them she has this thing where she she says like it's either it's either your business some, when something is wrong or whatever it's like it's either your business it's somebody else's business or it's God's business I think she says like and and your business is the only thing that you can control so like you have to um decide or see that is this my business or is this somebody else's business right um so anyway but 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 yeah so that that was was when sort of the the the, the penny dropped um and i don't know really know when that was but uh maybe two years ago or something yeah and i think just finding that moment, right? When you found something that resonated with you, it opened up 
oh, there's a fourth option and it's me. Mm. Okay. This is maybe this is what I'm searching for. Like that is something that, um, that's, that's a, a key moment that I think we can tend to overlook in our journeys. And it's something that, you know, there's sometimes there's a catalyst for it to happen, which is life changes. Um, you know, there's like yeah, really severe, you know, the rock bottom, whatever it is, just these life changes that are happening that are forcing it. And sometimes there's, you hear something at the right time. You hear something that is framed in a way that it gets through. And those moments are, they're, they're really special when you can kind of point somebody in, Hey, what if you tried reading this person or tried listening to this, this way or things like that. And it could open their mind just a little bit more and just cracking that door open is enough. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's spot on. I think like it's a combination of like timing and, and, and luck. And that's why it's so important to, to just be open to stuff, whatever comes your way and just see like, does that resonate with me or not? Or, uh, and why like you can have, you can be on an email list for five years until suddenly you get an email that like oh yeah that hits me right now right now this time when i'm having this life experience that resonates with me and you can just take that and and, and go with that uh and and it's like it's, and the funny thing is like before this realization i had read a bunch of stuff about that when i look back that say to talk about this but it's not until you put it in practice in your own life that you can actually understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the most frequent way that you hear this put is you choose your happiness. You get to choose if you're going to be happy or not. And that used to piss me off. Oh, yeah. It used to just, that just like, and it still does when I hear that because that's not what you mean. And what you're saying is making people more depressed. What you're saying is, you choose your level of negativity. You choose to your perception, right? You choose your mindset. You get to choose if you are going to be jaded and bitter about things, or you get to choose if you're going to open your mind to a different possibility. You get to choose if you're going to listen to that critic that is a really harsh asshole, and it's not actually you. It's a bunch of different events and people that are your fears talking. Are you going to listen to that? Or are you going to say, I don't have to talk to myself this way. I can get to neutral and neutral doesn't mean you don't feel, which is what I used to think. Neutral was not feeling anything. Neutral is actually being a coach to yourself is actually talking to yourself in a way of, okay, how you're bringing a problem. What can I do to solve that? What kind of steps can I take? Like that is choosing your happiness, but it's saying it in a way that doesn't keep people stuck in, in the depression and like, well, if I can choose my happiness, why do I continue to choose this? Like, and it just, that can really keep people like dragged down. So, um, 
I don't know. I was just, I just felt called to go on a rant about that. Like <laughs> I just felt yeah. this inner, like I'm still pissed off about that because it's, even when I hear it, I get mad about it, even though I understand what they're saying, but it's yeah. just being understanding that words have weight. Mm. And even though we're trying to frame things positively, that's, it's not the way to actually frame it because it's not the, it's not the truth. That when you get down to it right no yeah and maybe if we'd had this as a subject in school then you could say well you've learned this you know but the problem is that yeah most people don't know how like they don't know the techniques and they don't know um so so it's just like saying it like that it's not as you say it's not very helpful um, yeah and i think and it's, i think yeah. i was gonna say the the happiness the way that we've been taught what happiness means and what it is. Yeah. I think that's a part of it too, because that's not actually what we mean when we say yeah. I want to be happy. Right. Like for me, what I've come to understand it. And this is where it's really important for people to define words for yourself. Happy for me is being peaceful, being content, right. Not being too bothered by my environment that to me is what happiness actually is and it's not just feeling joy at a consistent level for a very long period of time that's not to me that's not what happiness is uh, that's euphoria <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly like see <laughs> exactly like it's the power of the definition in the words yeah. we use it makes a massive difference hey, i totally agree and and and, and i with, with what you said about like happiness equal stillness I've, I've been I, that's what I'm feeling more and more like that's basically what I want all the time it's just more, <laughs> more peace more stillness like yeah uh, and and I don't know if that's happiness or not like but one thing that we also get confused is that we believe uh, in our society we believe that you're supposed to feel happy or, or positive uh, most of the time and it's so unbalanced that you have an expectation on yourself to feel good uh, a lot of the mm -hmm. times. And, and of course, you, you maybe we have a fault in that as well when we say that you can affect your thinking and you have control over how you feel. But as you said, like doesn't mean that you're you're trying to you have to make yourself happy all the time. It's just it just means that you take like don't like take away the negativity at least. But we have to remember that like uh, if, if we look at our pride, like we talked about emotions, if we look at our like primal emotions, uh, like 60, 70% of them are not positive. Yeah. Uh, they're negative. So we're, we're, we're biased um, to, to, to negative emotions. That's how we're made basically. So don't expect to feel happy. 80% of the time <laughs> not made to feel happy more than 20, 30% of the time, maybe maximum. Oh, and that's, that is a, that's a nugget to sit in for a little bit because I haven't heard it framed that way. Um, and so when you think about it that way, it's like, wow, I have been going through life the way that I should. Yeah. <laughs> right except that you maybe add a bunch of uh, extra judgment about oh. how, how you were feeling oh yes oh yeah. yes <laughs> you know that's and that's uh 
that's a lot to work through, but that's why, you know, coaches, and you've seen this, I don't want to really say surge, but you've really seen, I would say, um, a lot of talk, especially in like the media about coaching and the benefits of it. Um, and what you see is all, everyone who's a high performer has a coach. And so why wouldn't we have a coach as well? We just think that we grow out of coaching. And the truth is you just call them different names and it's just starting to come back. So what have you found with like the power of coaching in your own journey? And then as you've had people come to you for coaching. I think it's, 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 it's having someone else um, help you get perspective and, and questioning, um, questioning your thoughts and getting out of your uh, head and what we call blind spots. Like it's, it's very difficult to see your own, your own way of, of er, er, erroneous thinking. So when you actually, and oftentimes when you, when, when, when you just say it or, or explain something to somebody, it, 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 it helps you uh, view it in a, in a different way. So for, to have somebody to, to listen to you and that asks you thought provoking questions, it's it, it, it's a way of just like it's a way of doing push-ups, mental push-ups, uh, and improving your uh, your skill in that way. So so I think that's I sort of like in that way you could maybe you could compare a coach to a a, a personal trainer or something, uh, but a mental one. Yeah, absolutely. And the, I mean, essentially, what is a personal trainer? A coach, right? And yeah, <laughs> and there's also in that analogy, there's also a, another important um, similarity, and it is that, yeah, co coaching is um, really good for for um, uh, viewing your blind spots and questioning your thoughts and so forth. But there is also like as 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 well as with a personal trainer, the the, the personal trainer can't do the weight lifting for you, so you have to also recognize that with coaching that there is a it's not just talking to somebody it's also like working on yourself uh, actively uh, by doing the work by journaling by actually taking the time to sit down and write down your thoughts and work on your thoughts and like that's it's hard work it's like lifting weights but that's the only way you can get thicker <laughs> and the way that you frame that too have you ever broken a sweat by trying to think about or think through some of your emotions or like your past and stuff like that? And the reason I ask is because I have. <laughs> so I just want to know if I'm the only one. <laughs> um, probably. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, like, not sure. you know, I, I had, it was a little bit over a year ago. And I just had these, these recurring thoughts and it was right when I started journaling and I was trying to work through them and I just had so much there and I was thinking so hard that I noticed that I was actually sweating from trying to work through this stuff. And it wasn't, it's fall. 
it's not hot outside, but I'm actually like working myself into a sweat trying to make sense of this stuff. And it's like sometimes, and it wasn't like a nervous, like an anxiety kind of a sweat. It was just like, I was exerting myself. Like real mental pushups. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and saying it makes me feel like, was I sick and I should have gotten some like help or something like that. But I really like, I really was thinking so hard that, um, you know, it, it wasn't like an actual like sweat that was like dripping. It was just, you know, a little bit of perspiration was there. And I was like, Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard work. It's, it's not going to oh, be done for you. Yeah. And it is, you are going to look at things that you hid away and you never wanted to see and admit truths to yourself about yourself that you've spent a lifetime denying. And guess what? It turns out that that's where your power lies. Yeah. Yeah. So true. As, um, as you're, you know, working with, various people through, you know, coaching them to alcohol freedom, but really like changing their perception and their mindset. What is something that you've noticed as a tool that really gets people's minds opening and really piques their curiosity? Well, I've noticed that is when I start to talking about automatic negative thoughts and um, sort of the, the, the categories of, of, of thinking that er- error thinking that we all do. Uh, and, and then you can show them that, oh, that thought is actually uh, it's, 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 it's one of these categories. It's, it's fortune telling or it's uh, it's mind reading or it's uh, catastrophic thinking or it's just like. This is something that there's a name for it and, and everybody does it uh, more or less. Um, and so when, 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 when you start getting into that uh, normalization and, and, and showing them that what you're doing, what you're experiencing is, is very normal and there is a name for it and, and there is a way to, um, to feel better just starting by recognizing it. And, and so I think like talking about uh, automatic negative thoughts or ants is, is um, for a lot of people uh, eye opening in my experience. Yeah, that is a, that is a really great one where, you know, I think the combination of recognizing what those actually are. And then also the fact that it's very human and, everybody does it that's not just like a a platitude of everybody but it is legitimately like a it's a human thing and everybody does it yeah yeah and so that that makes sense like the more you humanize processes the more you humanize your thoughts the easier it is to look at yourself and say oh well that makes sense why i would do that then okay like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i think that's also yeah and i think that's also one of the reasons that at doing like having a community and, and doing like group group things um sharing or, or group coaching or something like that is so powerful because you get to see firsthand how others are thinking your exact 
thoughts or not maybe not exact but similar thoughts that you have or have had before um you just see from time and again like wait okay i'm not alone in this i'm not alone in this okay because that's i think i believe that's like one of the the, the mind the tricks that the mind is, is trying to play on us is, is to make us think that that we're um the only ones tries to individualize everything and everything is about me 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 nobody else is thinking like this uh, that's yeah. something I hear a lot. That that's just like, it's, why is it? Why is it just me? Am I just thinking like this? And then when you get to see that, no, it's not just you. It's basically everybody else. And some people might have it a bit more than others. Yeah, sure, but it's still human qualities. It really is. And you literally just described my first thirty-four years on this planet, thirty-five years on this planet. <laughs> I'm I'm alone. <laughs> Nobody thinks this way like I do. There's, you know, I'm just a big pile of crap, but it's like, <laughs> oh, wait, I'm not the only one who thinks that? Oh, well, damn, I guess I'm not special. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> well, the ego gets a bit of a... a, a uh, oh, goodness. What, what do you say? Uh, yeah, it gets a bit of a hit there. when it's yeah. that, Because that's what also what's feeding these thoughts is that uh, this individualization that we're separate from everybody else and and well then maybe not let's not get into that because it will take too much time to talk that's about what i was gonna say uh... that sounds like a whole nother podcast that we <laughs> yeah, could get exactly. into <laughs> and yeah, yeah. that's um man and that's another thing we could like you're talking about the, the ego death oh like when you start this journey just know that you're going to go through at least an ego completely redesign, but it's going, it's actually going to be an ego death and it's very difficult. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm just thinking about it again and I'm like, ugh, it's, it's something that I'm glad, right? I'm glad that I worked through. I'm glad that I went through, but it's also something that I'm like, don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. <laughs> I did it alone. Yeah. Don't do yeah. it alone. That's not the way to do it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I did it alone too. Uh, for a long time at least. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, seeking out that community and finding that connection and just realizing how human we all are is, uh, that's some, that's some really powerful stuff. Yeah. And it can, and it can be like, it doesn't have to be a community where like everybody's gathering once a week and uh, uh, on Facebook or on uh, Zoom or whatever. It could be just like optimally. Yeah. Two-way communication is good. Uh, and I think that's, that's, um, that's a real like benefit, but, but it can also be just listening to other people talking on, like on podcasts and on, uh, I think that's the way I did it. So Same. that's a community in itself um so yeah. it's just it's easy to get started you don't have to like we look like 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 go out of your way to try to find um a group or something that 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 might come in the future as well but yeah and you mentioned you know that the way that you did it at the start too reading like books yeah that's another way that you can find it and i've heard so many people talk about your mentors are also 
you know, people that you read and stuff like that. So that absolutely is a, is a wonderful tip, like podcasts, books, uh, you know, even, even documentaries, things like that, that can give you some understanding into not just yourself, but to the human experience can give you some grace for yourself. Yeah. And finding, finding what works for you as well. Like mm. everybody is not into reading books, uh, but maybe you, you find it easier to watch YouTube or, or, or as you, um, we talked about earlier, like listening to things when you work out or, or go for a walk or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that can open yourself up to hearing things from a different perspective too when you're listening to things while you're doing something else. Um, Marcus, this conversation has been absolutely wonderful. If people wanted to keep up yeah. with you, where is the best place to do that? I think uh, the the best way to keep up with me would be my Instagram. Um, that's, uh, my name there is Marcus with a C dot coaching Sweden. Um, it's a bit of a weird name, but, uh, I guess you can just search coaching Sweden on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise yeah, and... my web, well, website works as well, but, um, uh, it's in Swedish, unfortunately. And everything that I post is also in Swedish. Uh, but I do, uh, have, um, uh, American clients and English speaking clients, international clients. Uh, so. Uh, totally fine with that, but I don't have any material in, in I don't do material in English. Um, and that's okay because Google has that translate feature that is very handy. Because there's somebody yeah. uh, from my this Naked Mind certification class who's uh, in Greece. She's Greek, and so everything she does is in Greek. So I just put it through Google Translate so I can keep up with what she's doing and uh, hanging out and everything. So that is an option. Uh, yep. Same thing. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool when you use technology that, that way, right. <laughs> when it works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, 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 and this too, like being able to talk to people, like you said, in the beginning in, in all places of the world uh, is amazing where I can yeah. sit here in Sweden and I can coach somebody in, in uh, Venezuela or, 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 uh, or Russia or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> that we get to sit here and have this conversation now that in real time, not just yeah. having a delay or anything. It's just like, you're sitting, you know, right across from yeah, you. That is actually, it is really neat. Blowing. Yeah, it is. It really <laughs> is. So I mean, you don't even think about it. It's like, just, yeah, this works. There's right. no delay. <laughs> and it wasn't too long ago where there was a delay and this is not as much fun, but they've really, you know, we've come a long way. Yeah. Nice. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so thank you so much for being with us, Marcus. Again, you can find him at coaching Sweden. Um, and you know, this has been a lot of fun. So it's the untapped podcast, different perspectives of sobriety and mental health. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Cause if we don't make it, we tried. I love you. Have a great week, everybody.